Hey everyone, Greg Wells here. Great to have you back. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the show. Really excited this week to bring you an interview that I did with Dr. Alex Auerbach, who is the sports science, sports psychology uh, director for the Toronto Raptors. I am recording this from an airport, so I apologize for the sketchy sound in the background, but I will tell you about Alex regardless. Dr. Auerbach is the Director of Wellness and Development for the Toronto Raptors. He joined the Raptors after serving as the Director of Clinical and Sports Psychology for the University of Arizona. He's worked with NCAA Division I schools in the Pac-12, ACC, Big 12, and Conference USA, where his work has included serving as the performance consultant for a conference bowl-winning football team, AFC, sorry, ACC championship team, and student-athletes who continued on to professional sport and the Olympic Games. He has worked for seven years providing clinical care, crisis intervention, and performance consultation for pro, collegiate, and Olympic athletes, as well as coaching staff, medical staff, and sports administration officials. He earned his doctoral degree in counseling psychology with a specialization in sport and performance psych from the University of North Texas. He received a master's in business administration from the Saul Virginia University and a bachelor in business admin from the University of Arizona. Obviously, pretty incredible human being. Really excited to have spent some time with Alex. We've been working together on a number of different projects. So uh, I've been picking his brain and wanted to share a little bit of that with all of you as well. I'm sure you're going to love this conversation. It's fascinating. And we really dig into a core idea around mental recovery and regeneration and speeding that process, which I think is interesting. So no further delays. Please enjoy my conversation with Dr. Alex Auerbach, all about the athlete's mind. Alex, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Happy to be here, Greg. Thanks for having me. So tell me the origin story. How did you get into mental fitness, mental performance? It's a pretty fascinating field. Would love to hear about how you got into it. Yeah, so originally I started out wanting to be a, a football coach. So I actually went to undergrad, studied business management, and went to school at the one place that would allow me to work with the football program, did some work in recruiting and then offense and defense, and actually took a full-time coaching job when I graduated. And when I got there, realized that what really resonated for me was the relational side of the work with the players. It wasn't so much the X's and O's and the strategy. That stuff's fun, but that wasn't what filled me up. And so did some research trying to look into different career paths and ultimately landed on psychology and thought this is really fascinating. It's a really relationally driven career path. Um, so it's going to spend all my time doing the thing I love to do and in an environment I love. And so I went and got my doctorate in counseling psychology, um, finished that a few years ago, ended up ultimately taking over the mental health and mental performance services at University of Arizona in the athletic department, and then joined the Raptors in March of 2020. That's awesome. Um, similar story to me, but I ended up on the physiology side. So like, I think we have similar origin stories. I'm just body and your mind. So that's super cool. Yeah. Um, one of the, I, I just, I love the parallel there. Um, I am super curious about this. You and I were out recently, we were chatting, we ended, we had, we landed on a topic that I think is, is fascinating. And one I'm sure everyone will be interested in. And what we were talking about when it comes to basketball and the Raptors was your work around trying to figure out, okay, you've missed the shot what's your recovery time? And that led me back to my work with golf. Um, when I used to work with uh, the national team and you'd hit a bad shot, how do you recover and regenerate so you don't hit another bad shot? That to me was super um, fascinating. So I'd love your take on that concept. And like, yeah, sh share a little bit of your thinking around that. Yeah. So for me, when I think of 
kind of expert performance and peak performance, one of the places I think we can optimize is transitions, right? So the transition from offense to defense, the transition between a make shot to defense, miss shot, ball out of bounds. And, you know, it happens in all sports, right? There are these little breaks that we get where we've got to kind of go through a state change. And how do we figure out how to make that shift both efficiently, but also in the right mindset so that we're prepared to execute whatever the next thing is. It's not enough to just sort of like let it go when you miss a shot. You also have to be ready to defend or ready to rebound or ready to assist a teammate. And so those to me are two different frames of mind that you've got to be present in. And so I'm really interested in figuring out, one, can we figure out are people better at this than others, right? Are some people better at just recovering from a mistake um, and, you know, speeding up that curve? Um, and then two, what can we actually do to help people shorten that time and make these transitions more effectively? I don't have an answer yet, but <laughs> I think there's probably some something there, right? Because there, at least in basketball, and really all kind of like space-based invasion games, right? There's a lot of back and forth, changing dynamics, and managing those changes, I think, is really critical. So let's explore that. And I think it's even better that you don't have an answer, right? Because then we can kind of figure it out as we go, which is so in, which is so interesting. So let's imagine we're on basketball. You miss the, a player misses the shot, and there's two things that you often see. One is, oh, I missed the shot. They saunter their way back on defense. Everyone else is covering for them. But every once in a while, you see someone miss a shot, transition, and the player hustles back and makes a key play, a block, a defensive assignment. Like there's two completely different responses there. One is like, oh man, sauntering. The other one is like hustle and recover. Talk to me about the difference between those two. And then maybe we can talk about like how we make that shift next. Yeah. So I guess to me, I would distill those if I was going to go super simple with it. The the super simple distillation might be like the classic growth first fixed mindset paradigm, right? Where one person is focused on increasing effort, right? That's old school growth mindset, not as much growth mindset as it's been popularized about failure, but growth mindset from the research side, where we know that it's really about increasing effort, increasing engagement as a mechanism for overcoming a mistake. Whereas fixed mindset is about withdrawal. And so that sort of shutting down that you described is really a withdrawal of energy and engagement in an effort to sort of like preserve what little is left from this mistake. And the growth mindset is really this engagement, further activation, going harder, increasing my intensity, not necessarily to overcome the previous mistake, but to sort of like learn and keep pushing forward. And one of the sort of byproducts of that tends to be, especially at the elite levels of sport, making up for the mistake, right? And so it, it works um, sort of synergistically and in a good way for the players that are able to channel that energy effectively. So I think part of it comes down to, you know, the quick ways that you appraise this mistake. Is this a threat to your position on the court? Is this a sign that you're a bad basketball player? Or is this oh, a sign that I need to work a little bit harder, a sign that there's another opportunity to make a difference. So I think that's one piece of this that's really important. And then I think the second piece of this that's important is sort of like the energy shift that you described, this sort of sulking and sauntering versus uh, actively running. And I think the other thing that's interesting about that is, in theory, that 
state change could also dictate some of the framing, right? So if you just push yourself to just run back and give great effort, you might end up sort of letting go of that mistake in the first place and stay really engaged in the game. Whereas if you, you know, shoulders slouched and kind of back away, that's going to trickle into to what's next too. Do you think this applies, this concept also applies to everyday life and let's say professional office environments as well? Yeah, I mean, the simple formula is like mood follows action, right? So if you act like someone who's engaged and excited and energized, chances are you're going to feel that way at some point. But then I think at work, we all kind of appraise our experience differently too in the same sort of two buckets, right? Challenge versus threat, kind of growth mindset and energy or fixed mindset and withdrawal. And it happens like when you're giving a presentation, right? You know, you get up there and if you're nervous, do you think that this nervousness is a sign that you care or is this nervousness a sign that you're about to bomb? And those two different ways of thinking about this same experience is then going to drive how engaged are you with your audience? What does it feel like to participate? And that's going to change the experience of the audience members, which is going to change the feedback you get. It might even confirm that you should have been nervous or that you were really excited and you did really care, right? And so I think this plays out in a lot of places in everyday life. It comes down to really the way that we think about what it is we've got coming up in a performance context and how we can best approach that. And so a big part of that is just changing our thinking to use this energy that we generate naturally in preparation for big events to our advantage, right? So thinking about it like this is an opportunity to show what I'm capable of. This is an opportunity to show what I care about. This is an opportunity for me to demonstrate Um, that I'm an expert here, right? And to get some feedback or to learn and grow versus, gosh, I really hope I don't screw this up. I hope the bosses don't think negatively of me, right? Or this is an opportunity for me to get fired if I bomb this thing. Um, And so, yes, I 100% believe that these differences play out and work in other places in our life too. Got it. How do we make that state shift in the moment? You notice, oh man, maybe I'm not approaching this, maybe I'm scared, maybe I'm frustrated, like I'm in the fixed mindset zone. How do I pivot quickly to get into the growth mindset? How do I change that state? Uh, Simple formula, release, reset, refocus, right? So release like some action to sort of let this go, deep breath, whatever it might be. You know, I've seen in baseball, you've got people who will run over and flush a mistake down a little toilet in the dugout. There are all sorts of ways that you can release, but the idea is you've got to just let it go, right? You need to find a way to move forward. There's nothing you can do about this mistake that's just happened. And you can process it later. You don't need to process it in the middle of performance. The second is reset. So a simple exercise might be focusing on Um, you know, you're breathing, your feet on the ground, right? Whatever's happening around you, just something to kind of get back into the present moment and then refocus simple exercises. What's important now? What are the one, two, three things I should be locked in on to really ramp up my execution? It's a simple formula, but it can help us all kind of go from one place to the the next. I think that's super helpful. Uh, I know we've got a limited amount of time. You got loads of stuff to do. uh, So I'm going to make sure that we book in another time to keep going a little bit deeper on this topic, but super excited. we got a chance to connect, chance to share your wisdom with my audience. Um, If people wanted to learn more or connect with you online, where can they look? You can find me on Twitter at Alex Auerbach PhD. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Alex Auerbach PhD. Hope to see you there. Right on. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you.